0: Hello, my dear friends, my dear listeners, and welcome back. It's been a difficult long month. It's been a month of this war in Europe that have started. And we did focus our last uh, few episodes on how to deal with all the emotion and what action we may take as entrepreneurs in today's context. Um, so this morning I did review uh, my week and choose, uh, wanted to choose a topic to share with you about. And I could speak about, you know, this honestly extreme situation that is happening, as well as extreme act of kindness. Um, I was in Romania last week and I was facing so many or witnessing so many amazing act of kindness from Romanian people and Romanian entrepreneurs that they did so much for so many people they didn't even know and also about this brave Ukrainian woman who are really fighting for their kids, for their parents, and about amazing friendship that just started, thanks to all of that, about what life really is, and so much more I have been noticing and deeply touched by it in the last week. And in the same time, during the entire week, I have worked with my traditional clients on so many important topics, and as this season it's about entrepreneurship, today I do choose to speak to you about another topic most entrepreneurs are facing nowadays, the phenomenon of curious versus serious when it comes to potential clients. Okay, what do I mean by that? In time of crisis, most people are reaching out and they prove how to be more curious than serious, which may create a lot of issues. And a few of my clients were sharing their frustration, their deception, their anger, and that feeling of injustice they have recently felt. So, providing this is you, I will go deeper and explain with you, share with you in this episode five clear steps in order to not only identify those curious people, but also how to deal with them and how to make sure you are safe and you are not losing a lot of time on those people. What to do with curious clients? You know, those who calls up and ask for a lot of questions, a lot of details, Uh, even ask you for a contract and never call you back. Never even answer your emails. There is no explanation. They simply vanished. A lot of entrepreneurs, especially in the service business, coaching business, but not only everything that is more linked to services, tend to spend a high amount of time in talking with potential clients, which in itself is not an issue. It does take time to find clients especially in the beginning of the business, and that may be a while before the reverse happens, meaning the clients look for you instead of you looking for clients. But even when potential clients look for you, even at this specific time, there could be just curious people instead of serious people. And I hope this resonates with you and a lot of you may find this topic really interesting. When we call a potential client where, or when a potential client calls us, it is absolutely normal to invest some time. The problem is how much time? Of course, in the beginning, most entrepreneur wants to do whatever, so they capture a client. Yet, contrary of what we may think, a long conversation may not necessarily lead to a signed contract. And I may come back to this topic in the future episode or in the future podcast. Yet, what is happening, especially after we spend a lot of time with a potential client? We feel it was an okay meeting or an okay conversation. They felt happy. They seem to be, of course, valuing our time, because if not, they will have not yeah. they will not have continued the conversation, isn't it? And to a point, that is true. Except, you forget, or sometimes we forget one small detail. They do stay because it's free. And the fact you give it for free means it may not value that much. After all, so why paying more, isn't it? This is what curious clients do. They talk with you and they take something for free. Then they call another coach, for example, and taking something for free for, from that person as well, and so forth. And yes, maybe some of them in the end will eventually um, hire a coach in this example. Yet that coach may not be you. And sometimes they may never, ever be ready. Yet meanwhile, you may have lost some of your time because you took the call, who sometimes may take one hour or more, or even you went for a coffee or so, and that may took even longer because you did not dare to leave, because you wanted to give even more, because you really needed a new client, and so forth and so forth. After you went home and you prepared an offer, you work on a contract and you send it in. So, all in all, you have been professional and dedicated quite an important amount of time and energy into this meeting and into the follow-up. So, it is only normal to be upset when they say no, or even worse, when they don't even bother to answer. So, why do you make, why do I lose myself, my, my precious time, why did I put this much of my precious time into this? Instead of just, you know, you telling me from the beginning that, well, I'm just curious, or thank you, but now thank you, or um, it was nice, but, you know, I'm not Red Yeti, and all that is only fair. You see, there are a lot of reasons explaining why people may do that. And again, maybe providing this is of interest for you, we will develop more in the future episode the reason people behave like that. All you may need to do, by the way, is to reach back to us on our social media, on our website, or on our email. Contact at IamInParis.com And let us know you want to know more about this topic. I promise I will give you five steps that may help you in the future to detect if it's a curious client or a serious client, and also how to deal with them. The first step when someone reaches out asking for a call for a meeting some of your time be clear with them and be clear with yourself what that may mean don't free yourself up make sure they understand your time is valuable i love to speak with you meet up with you yet i'm only free this day or this day at this time if they are really serious they will try to find out some time in order to match your agenda, or they will propose back some, another alternative, or they will give you some explanation for that. You know, I I would really, really love to meet you on Tuesday at noon when you're free. Unfortunately, uh, I have this, you know, uh, agenda with my kid uh, or with my doctor or whatsoever. So they give you a real serious explanation. Putting some constraint on when you could do that already places you in a much more professional position. You know, for myself, people they do know it's difficult to get some time with me. That only shows that I'm busy and I'm not desperate for clients. But in addition to that, even if you don't have so many clients like I do, for example, you still have things to do and you're not just, you know, Wandering around doing nothing the whole day, waiting for somebody to ask for your time, isn't it? So that only indicates some respect you have for your own time, your own agenda, and your previous engagements. Step number two: make it clear it can only last thirty minutes if by phone, forty-five minutes if by for a coffee. When you set a clear time frame in advance, that also gives a sense of limitation. It is only that much I can invest. It is only that much I can give you. Sure, during the conversation, you may go a little over. Yet, when you have a 30-minute schedule, the conversation cannot go for three hours, isn't it? And if it does, and it takes a little bit longer than the 30 minutes that you schedule, it may also mean we did have a great time. And you, as a client, you are precious to me. And it was really a a pleasure to dedicate more time to you. And that makes that person in front of you feel special. Step number three. Ask about what is that they want before you even agree on a date and time. What is the purpose of this call? Okay, I would love to talk with you, but tell me more. What is that you are looking for? Most of them, they will say, I just want to know more about how this is working. For example, I never work with a coach. I would like to know more about coaching. In which case, you may send out information or enough information for them to know more. And that is not necessary needing a call or more of your time. Where well, if you want to know more about coaching, let me send you this article that is explaining that. Isn't it? And by the way, I keep this example of coaching, but as I say, that can be done for any kind of other services and any kind of other type of, you know, meetings with potential clients. Step number four. Providing you did have a call and a meeting, put a deadline where you are willing to wait for an answer. You have to know if it's a yes or a no before you send something extra. They may say something like, well, I need to think about it. In which case you may say, sure, I can wait till the end of the week. Just kindly be informed. I mean, I don't want to pressure you in any how, but I'm only having one spot left and I'll meet another potential client tomorrow. That in case this person is, you know, deciding fast, I will say yes to them, obviously. That will create a sense of urgency. So a serious convinced potential client will not take the risk to miss working up with you. And finally, step number five, make sure you do have something to give for free or follow up. I can say enough how much free content is necessary to keep your followers and potential clients. I keep saying over and over why entrepreneurs have to put free content up there on social media. If you remember, I mentioned before that some curious clients are curious till eventually they will work with someone. And in which case, they may simply work with the last one they have talked to or the last one they remember. This is why it's so critical to keep them in your loop and they can keep hearing from you. They can become your followers on social media and even fans in the meanwhile. So also, you know, in my personal case, you can definitely go and follow all our IMN pages, but my personal pages as well. I really have very limited time. It's not I'm not playing with that. I really have very limited time. So instead, I do a lot of free things people can take, like this podcast, for example, and the blog, and the YouTube channel, and our free life masterminds, where we definitely exchange uh live with all our members on IMN Paris. This is a way for myself and for us to work with those who may not afford to work with me or who are still somehow just curious about what I'm doing or what we are doing at I am in Paris. And one day, maybe these people will become clients. Yet, this is not costing me anything else than one time when I'm recording this podcast. Yet, it's touching a lot of potential curious clients. So hope this helps and I look forward to your feedback. and on how did you move out from attracting uh, this kind of curious client to identifying them and to switch them into what we are called serious potential clients. Till then, enjoy! Next week, it will be a new episode of this Entrepreneur Stories. Thank you for listening. And for more information on her business coaching, eBooks and mastermind programs, please visit Mitraluka.com.